So thank you very much to the organizers for being here. Uh, you will see about my affiliation that well, I was the former uh, director of the Spanish Agrology Mission. Now I have become a, a kind of academic Bedouin from the Banu Kitab. <laughs> and here I am uh, trying to present to you, uh, let's say, the, the results of, of this um, projects I have been involved in, in Jordan in the last 20 years. Let's say, um, I have to say that the, the projects from the very beginning, uh, they were divided into major groups, one financed by the Spanish Agency of International Cooperation, that were actually devoted from the very beginning, it was our mandate, these were projects not merely scientifically, but the main aim, it was to promote the economical and social development through the promotion of cultural tourism by means of study, research, preservation, and presentation of the site. So it, this is something that uh, in somehow we were pioneering uh, uh, this activity 20 years ago. And what I am will try to do is try to present uh, somehow quick timeline of what has been our, our activity in the last uh, 20 years. Uh, the second source of, uh, of funds that is the only one that nowadays uh, survived, it was from the uh, uh, Spanish Ministry of Culture, that it's uh, somehow sustaining uh, still the project of uh, uh, documenting and analyzing uh, architecture that is also basic for the aims that we are going to discuss this, this afternoon. Let's say that uh, the very first project I, I started when I came to Jordan in 1995, it was Amman Citadel, because uh, uh, the problem that it was detected is that Amman, being the capital of Jordan, was out of the map of tourism. Even if everybody was channeled through uh, Queen Alia Airport, people used to come directly and to go directly to uh, Petra, uh, Wadi Musa, or uh, uh, Madab, or whatsoever, and they were not staying in the city. So our main aim was to try to make an intervention that on top of all the scientific research, that that's not, let's say, the, the scope of the, in the, of the talk the, this afternoon, it was to create this impact in the city so that the tourist will stay would remain at least one day, and this would have certainly an important impact in the economy of the city, and especially in the center of the city. So uh, it was clearly that the main uh, center of attraction was the Truman Theater. It was in, in quite a well, uh, good shape, and uh, the Amman Citadel, and especially the Umayyad Palace. This is somehow the situation where we found that there were, had been some excavation by the Italians and by the British, and also the Spanish in the, in the, uh, since the in 70s. And uh, the project, as I said, it was focused and centered in, in uh, this site. The most important thing was to discover that there was not only an Umayyad palace, but a complete Palatine city. And this was also important for the scope of our project, because we were offering now the capital of the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan, something that no other Arab country had. It was a complete Umayyad early Islamic city with all its components, with palace, the souk, the mosque, all the civil quarters, something that even Damascus has the, the wonderful uh, Umayyad mosque, but not a complete urban fabric from early Islamic period. So this was also important for uh, the image and the identity of Jordan linking its Islamic, uh, early Islamic past with the uh, uh, present and current identity. So this was somehow the, the, the major uh, achievement of the research I conducted that was focusing the discovery of the, the Sukh Square, the mosque, and all this urban fabric that was linked and connected with the palace, giving, as I said, as I said a complete uh, uh, Palatine city. And our aim, as I said, it was to convey all the results as well to the, to the visitor. And we started experimenting the first uh, and very 
naive uh, uh, experiences of uh, virtual reality reconstruction, the um, first uh, 3D reconstructions and, and videos. And let's say somehow we can say that at least we achieved in putting a man in the map of uh, uh, the tourism in a man. And uh, I can say that mainly because of this. Now when you go to TripAdvisor, uh, it's, I am very proud to see that the Man Citadel appears as one of the major uh, uh, um, uh, resources in cultural uh, heritage uh, terms of, uh, of the city. So, after uh, these uh, first years in 2001, and despite the crisis after the 11th September, we insisted that we wanted to continue in this program, this Heritage for Development, and then we realized that it was necessary to implement a series of, uh, uh, and to tackle a series of problems. One of them, it was to uh, the, the diversification, and the other one, it was to redirect the flux of, of visitors and tourists. Because we identified that there was a major problem, uh, that were many unknown realities, because uh, still nowadays, Jordan tourism is identified by Petra, and, and there were so many incredible sites out there that people they don't know. And in many cases, they were also uh, uh, located in areas where there were pockets of poverty. That was, as I said, one of the major issues of our funding agency, to fight poverty by means of cultural tourism. And as I said, we detected that the major problem that we had with uh, uh, cultural tourism is that all of it, it was organized north-south in a vertical line from Aqaba to Umkeis, and there was almost no tourist uh, uh, trails or experience to the east apart from the uh, desert castles loop. And this was uh, uh, incredible. But the point still is, this is, uh, I took a picture from the uh, Royal Jordanian uh, magazine in the, in the plane. Now there is an, this new approach of tourism, of uh, trekking. Uh, but as you can see, it's still the same. North-south from Aqaba to Umkeis. And the east of the country seems that doesn't exist. So uh, our idea, it was, let's say, to divert to these uh, uh, areas of the uh, Northeast that we uh, rely on, on the analysis that they were, that were the major pockets of poverty were, and now the situation has become uh, uh, even worse because of the refugee crisis. And it was our idea to work in this, in, in, in this uh, scheme of diverting the tourism to this area so that they would get benefit from uh, the tourism industry. And it was also a way also of diversifying the offer and <coughs> at the same time to reactivate and protect some incredible sites that they were out of, uh, uh, of the common trail. So our major focus was in Halabat because it was offering us, apart from the scientific interest, as I said, that is not the, the aim of the discussion today, also because it was in a key position in terms of closing the desert loop castle, uh, the, the desert castle's loop and also as a way of connecting uh, this area with the northeast, with Maljimal, Deir el Kaf, etc., that they were also, uh, as I said, working in, as it has been said before, working in a geographical cluster, but also in a cultural and historical cluster, trying to uh, present to the visitor the transition from uh, late antiquity and the arrival of Islam. I have to say that apart from, from the achievements in, in terms of the, of the um, anastylosis of, of the monuments. <coughs> the important idea it was, let's say, to convey all these results to the visitor. 
in terms of the information that we achieved, it was essential because Halabat represented the link explaining the transitional period in between the end of the Roman rule and the uh, uh, arrival of Islam, something critical that had been somehow neglected because we were in one of these limes academicus in between classical studies and Islamic ones, that there was like a gap trying to connect and to link uh, uh, both uh, uh, historical and academic realities. And at the same time, to try uh, uh, to, uh, to achieve our uh, final goal. It was not only providing, let's say, uh, uh, a mechanism of social and economical development, but also something very much as, as important as this one, and complementary. It was the knowledge transfer and the public awareness. So we have to realize, as scientists, archaeologists, whatsoever, that we have got a social responsibility. And our social responsibility is to recognize that the site and the information that we achieve from this, from this research doesn't belong to us. This belongs to society, and it's our duty to give this back to them. And it's a matter of trying to present the site, the materiality, but also all the values that are embodied in this uh, uh, material culture, and to present it in a coherent way so that it will be understood so that the people will recognize these values, they will identify them, and they will appropriate them. Because as it has been mentioned this morning with this uh, uh, heritage change value, that it was somehow formulated earlier in a much more uh, pedestrian way, to say what we preserve what we love, and we love what we understand. And this happens with, I used to say always the, the example of these old chairs of our grandfather, that if we didn't know that it's the, the grand, the, our grandfather uh, chair, would have thrown into the fire. In the, into the fire. It's the fact that we identify and we love because we know what does it represent and what does it means that we present and we preserve it. So this was somehow the idea uh, 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 that introducing in our project all these components, let's say, the presentation to the visitor so that the site will become as meaningful and clear uh, starting from the local community itself so that they will recognize the historical linkage of their, of their families and their tribes with the history of the site. That it was really very important because we were able to demonstrate the important role of uh, the Bedouin tribes in the history of Jordan, in the history of, of, of the area from Roman times, Ghassanid period, Umayyad period until nowadays in a sort of continuity of social relationship in this long-duty uh, approach. And this was very important because they realized that the role that uh, the Bedouins uh, tribes they have played in Roman times and, and uh, early Islamic that it was key and they were the descendants of, of these tribes. It was essential so that they would see this site with different eyes. And as it was mentioned this morning, not as a mere source of economical value, but also uh, uh, a source of proud and identity. And it was very, very important. And at the same time, it was uh, uh, important, as I said, to help them to develop their economy and, and their current situation, uh, as well as offering them new opportunities with uh, 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 projects of uh, uh, knowledge uh, transfer in uh, cultural and historical terms. So this is some of the, of the late stages of our, of our work. We insist so much to get funds to, uh, very few funds, but enough, to build up this, uh, this site museum and uh, all the, the display that we are finishing now. And that we want uh, somehow to present Halabat in its small scale, but with this, this uh, uh, quite polyedric and quite rich history and a kind of experiment in which we can test and try all these uh, uh, ideas and to demonstrate that it's feasible 
and we can achieve very good results with uh, uh, not necessarily high expenditure. So we uh, use all the resources that were on, in our uh, um, at hand with the restoration, the presentation, even the, the reconstruction, with all the pieces of information, gathering them in the most uh, uh, accessible and visual way by means of this uh, 3D reconstruction so that the people, anybody can identify even the fragments that we have re reconstructed partially, they can, in their minds, bring them together because they are uh, visiting the museum and seeing these, these videos that, by the way, they are exposed in the entrance of the Jordan Museum. Uh, I'm grateful to Heidi that she put such a, a fort in, in, in that endeavor. And also, uh, in presenting even what could be apparently the most obscure uh, elements, but uh, more, uh, more uh, uh, relevant, like the, the anesthesia edict, because this project has been like a, a trunk of a tree that has uh, uh, had uh, many, many branches and many secondary um, projects that are still running. And one of them is this uh, uh, Anastasia Dict, that these were mainly the, 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 the approach, trying to understand not only the, the text, but also to try to understand the, the, the story of, of the transition and, and the changes, what happened, and also, as I said, uh, to present to the visitor uh, the site. And this is also important because this allow us, as I said, to work in this kind of uh, regional cluster, and historical and cultural cluster, relating our work with the work that is doing in, in the region, specifically, for instance, in Umal Jamal, because we had uh, almost the, 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 the certainty that uh, this inscription was originally displayed. And that's why we are now uh, conducting complementary res uh, research in collaboration with, with BERT uh, in trying to understand which, were, uh, which could have been the location of uh, this inscription, we have to major uh, hypothesis in the West Church, in the, in the, and this is part of, of the research that we are uh, at the same time enriching the, the information and collaborating in a network. Because as I said, uh, I think that we have been able to do all these things, as the song says, uh, thanks to the, to the help of, of my friends, working uh, and collaborating with, with them. Uh, it's important that in all these projects, we have always tried to see what was the educational and the didactic component that we could exploit. And uh, thanks to, to, to Thomas uh, Weber, that he's currently professor in the, in the Jordan University, he's making a, a wonderful job using the Anastasia Dict also as a resource for learning Greek in the university. And I think this is uh, uh, another expression of how we can use cultural heritage to spread and use it in all let's say, all the ways we can make a profit out of it. And also training uh, local uh, people from, from the Jordan Museum and from the other people uh, to make uh, replicas and to work on this, having fun in parties. And uh, now we are, let's say, in, in a further ste uh, step. And this is, let's say, try to get advantage of all the work that has been done with the museum, with the, uh, with the videos and the reconstruction, all these things, and is try to go one step uh, farther ahead. One of them is the electronic catalog that we are preparing now with uh, the Center of Digital, uh, Digital Archaeology in, in Berkeley. It's uh, an experiment to try to present all the, uh, the artifacts uh, for helping the presentation of the site and in the museum so that the people with their tablets or with their uh, mobile phones, they can uh, get extra information about the, the pieces that are ex in the exhibit. But also, as a, a, a very important way of managing collections in the site museums, but also in the major depots of, uh, um, 
of the Department of Antiquities, trying to make, uh, again, a, a very simple structure that can grow and become as complex as we want. Trying to offer, uh, let's say, the, the most important information also about the history of the object, where it has been found, what has been the, the process of uh, transformations, uh, conservation, whatsoever, and even the itinerary where it has been developed so that we can recreate the history and the life of the object and to identify possible problems in regarding its conservation, loans in museums, uh, exhibits, uh, and whatsoever. So this is something that we are currently working. Tomorrow we will continue uh, working on it. And then the other element that we want to, to do is to continue this empowering uh, uh, of the local community, as I said, improving this retrieval of their historical memory, this sense of appropriation, and reinforce the pride of the history, but also of their involvement and their participation of, uh, uh, of the conservation and the restoration of, of the site. We are devising uh, different uh, training initiatives focused on the, on the local community, uh, for uh, local teachers, students, uh, tourist guides, whatsoever, and this is somehow the base uh, of a project that we are now working uh, together with, with UNESCO, at also at a regional level, so that we will try to go one step forward and uh, involve the, uh, the whole community. Also, trying to sort out and, uh, some problems that uh, happens even in the management of these archaeological sites. And I will put you an, an example. One of them, uh, unfortunately, the, 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 the slide is not this one. This is the, the garden of, uh, of, uh, um, of Hammam Sarah. But there is uh, uh, another other, uh, inf uh, hydraulic infrastructure that are all these agricultural lands that there is a problem with the local community. And it's regarding that they are not allowed, in theory, to cultivate archaeological land. So for them, it's a burden, it's, it's, it's a nuisance. So uh, what we are uh, devising is an approach, instead of having a lose-lose, try to, to, to have a gain-gain uh, uh, approach so that we can try to make an, an arrangement that will also bring together and help to build a, a feeling of confidence in between the government and the local community. Because now it has been a sense of mistrust in between these two worlds. And the idea is that this was a very good exp experiment. Say, we, we are making the proposal that we will try to excavate, restore, and put back in service all the hydraulic infrastructure as we did in Amman Citadel very successfully to uh, research what was the kind of olive trees, uh, wines, or whatever that were planted there. And then, once this has been done, to replant these orchards or these gardens with this same kind of, uh, uh, of olive trees, etc. And this can be marked afterwards in the visitor center by a local uh, cooperative of women or whatsoever, adding an extra value because uh, in this sense, they were not selling uh, uh, olive oil or, uh, or grapes or whatsoever. They will be selling olive oil from the Mayad orchard or from the Mayad hair. And this will add extra value to uh, uh, the produce that they are, they are offering and a kind of uh, uh, strategy of, of marketing that there are people more, more uh, uh, have more, more, more practice in this. Just a, a few comments uh, that I added uh, because I think it was also important to make mention of this other parallel uh, project that was developed uh, in terms of documentation. I think it was really very important and now it has becoming, uh, after the, late, uh, the latest development, clearly it has become a must to try to document in a hurry uh, uh, as much as possible. So we have launched and now we are increasingly uh, uh, this campaign of uh, documentation of, of monuments uh, that somehow are related 
in our uh, cult uh, geographical and cultural uh, clusters uh, with us that are uh, also an, an incredible uh, elements for, as I said, for research, assessment of interventions, presentation and dissemination, understanding how the buildings have been changed throughout history, how they could have looked like uh, uh, in antiquity before uh, uh, having interventions, and this uh, has been also uh, gone hand by hand with this kind of network uh, uh, collaboration with friends in different projects, for instance in the Kusairamra uh, collaborating in the documentation of the intervention of the um, of the of the site helping uh, and this is for instance unfortunately we don't have time this is one of the of the latest outcomes we have got now this model uh, before the intervention we are preparing now one afterwards after the intervention so that the people can move with the computer that was devised also in case it would be necessary to to close temporarily the the site so that there will be always a chance of visit and this is uh, something similar this uh, 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 documentation that we are doing in, uh, in all this in all this area to understand the, the similarities and let's say the building techniques that we have got in in this area uh, that we don't have now time to to go on it but trying let's say to keep in your mind that we have uh, and, and what we believe is this need of working as a team I think I have I am so grateful and I'm so grateful also that here is uh, my good friend uh, Jihad Yassin, because now I've got the, also the opportunity of being collaborating with the Palestinian Department of Antiquities, and I think that this is, let's say, the most beautiful thing that has happened to me, to have the opportunity of having so many friends that they have trusted me and they have invited me to collaborate in them. I have learned a lot of, from all the places where, where I have been collaborating with, and I have been somehow trying to pay them back, offering them all my expertise and all, let's say, the help I have, uh, I have been able to offer them. So thank you very much indeed, and good afternoon. So, um, questions, please, from the audience. Anyone, anyone have any comments? I had the great honour of a tour of uh, Halabat <laughs> not long before you, uh, not long before you left to Copenhagen. That was uh, marvellous, and I think. Um, Ignacio can really make a, a site and a story live, and his passion is uh, very evident. <laughs> Any I questions? Just if you do things, do it with them with passion or not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Erin, could we have a microphone? I wonder if you could just say, if, unless other, others have urgent questions, a few more words about what you're working on in terms of um, training people in the local community for the stone cutting and so forth. Um, where is that? Where has that reached, and, and well, how is that going? Uh, we we were so lucky because uh, most of our workers, apart from the few specialized ones, were uh, people from from Halabat. This has uh, created already a sense of proud because they have done that work with their hands, and this now is their their site, and now they have seen the, the difference. Uh, and now this is the problem that this is something that it, it needs to, to be grow and it has to be done also with the local community. I have to say that I am also very proud that uh, uh, my, my assistant, my brother Mohammed Nasser now is uh, the curator of the site and I think this is important because we don't, even if I am a, an academic Bedouin that will be coming to and fro, we need now the local community and the local people to be involved and take the control of the site. And they, they Pardon? No, he's not from Halabat, he's from Sarka. 
Yeah, he's now the, the curator of the, of, the, of the museum. And uh, the idea is that he will be, let's say, the convey uh, mechanism for uh, the local teachers, for the local community, and also the, the, our workers, because our workers, they have now become very acquainted with the history of the, of the site, and they are very much proud of all these dynamics in between Fellahi and Bedouin, all these um, mechanisms and the, and the important role that they played uh, in, in history, and they are really now very proud because now this is the magnificent, uh, let's say, personification of the relevance of the Bedouin culture in the history of, uh, of the Levant. This is, this is, as I said, this is something that now we are waiting for uh, uh, having the support of UNESCO, for having uh, uh, a project that at first it was devised quite locally, now they have uh, uh, quite wisely uh, extended uh, geographically so that it will be more regional, and I think that's uh, very good. Uh, and, and the idea is that we will be able to achieve all this regional clustering, because as I said, if we don't achieve to have these trails that will start here and then will continue to in, uh, in, in Umal Jimal and Deir Kaf whatsoever, we will fail. Because this is probably the, the major uh, issue that we have got here. The involvement of the local uh, developers, and in this case, uh, the, tourist, the tour operators. We have detected that there is a strong inertia of not changing things. If the business is going well as it is, why we are going to improve it? Why to make efforts? And this is something that we have to work on, uh, on it because I think it's one of the major problems. We have to, especially now in this spirit of crisis, we have to build for the future strong strategies with the tour operators so that they will recognize that this diversification of the, of the, of the tourist offer could be good also for them, or primarily for them. But it's something that we have to work with the uh, tourist uh, uh, board of the ministry, the ministry itself, the department, and with all the stakeholders. Thank you. Two, mo two more questions. Thank you, Ignacio. This was a wonderful presentation. <laughs> and thank I thank you for your emphasis and your dedication to, this, to these projects. And I am really happy that you uh, rose uh, the question of not banning any agricultural use of the uh, area of these uh, uh, archaeological sites, because this would help a lot of uh, preserving them because there is somebody who takes care and I may tell you there there are really successful such samples. I was last year in Crete uh, to visit a friend uh, who excavated a small Minoan villa in the region of Acharnes and uh, there they discovered uh, the up to now oldest wine press in the world which is completely preserved and to to preserve uh, the entire area of this villa. Uh, the, uh, the vineyard was replanted again and is now in use. And people may really buy wine from this Minon uh, vineyard. And that's a, a great success, not only for selling the wine, but really for preserving the monument. Thank you. Last question. Thank you, Ignacio. Ignacio, how many tourists, according to your knowledge, who had visited Halabad, uh, say, in, have you been here in Halabad since early of uh, 2015, or can you give? In this, this year, I have no idea. Because so last away, year, let's say, uh, of course, the, the impact of the of the of the crisis it has been all over Jordan. But I have to say that we started to have increasingly more and more, uh, uh, not individual tourists, but buses coming, coming here. Because some of the, of, of the tour operators, they realized that it was 
uh, a good chance or starting from here so that they could explain better the areas that we're going to visit, be visiting afterwards because of the site museum and, and the visitor center in which many uh, ideas and essential concepts to understand the desert castles, they were explained there. And it, for them, it was really very good to have this and then to make the, the, the visit afterwards more easily. That was also uh, our idea. You know. The point that we would like afterwards to, to implement this with, uh, and we submitted to the Ministry of Tourism some proposals in collaboration in AMRA with, with the Italian uh, team of uh, World's Monument Fund uh, to try to, to implement the, and to upgrade the, the visitor center there, also in Haran, etc. Try to make the best of the infrastructure that already is built there that just need a little boost and some contents to be uh, fully exploited. Are you charging visitors any fees so that it generates money to help you fund your training initiatives or restoration work? I, I think that there were plans to charge like five GTs or something like that, but I, I don't know if they have started doing so. Because this is something that, uh, you know, some of these uh, issues in between the department and the ministry that they have different, uh, and I don't know uh, what is the situation now, but I, I knew that there were plans to start charging uh, some fees. It's still free. Well, yalla, take advantage. <laughs> <laughs>